Hello and welcome to the Female Health Show. My name is Raquel and today I'm chatting to you about my biggest struggles when starting up my business, my fitness business, namely Raquel Fit PT. So I want to give you a little bit of a background context, paint the picture kind of thing before I get into my biggest struggles when starting my business. So first of all, the reason I got into the fitness industry was mainly because of my mum. My mum was a group fitness instructor. I used to go to the classes when I was a young teen, about 16, maybe 15. I don't really remember the exact age, but I was definitely in the classes. And when I turned 17 and 18, I started to really fall in love with training and, and going to the gym and getting in there and doing my mum's classes. And um, it was hard, you know, I wasn't good at everything. I didn't have the coordination to do a body step class. I didn't have the muscle mass to lift heavy weights, but I, I just tried my best. I just kept going and, and fell in love with it every time. And I remember there was one time where I was watching my mum in the aerobics room and there she was looking beautiful. You know, my mum always likes to look nice and she looked beautiful. She had this beautiful energy. She was pumping the music, pumping up the, you know, people, the participants in the class. And she was emitting this um, like high level confidence, strong, awesome, like really welcomed, really encouraged environment, having a great time. And I just thought, wow, I'm so inspired by my mom. And I'm just like, I'm so drawn into this environment. You know, she's making people feel good. I want to make people feel good too. So on the side of my uni degree, I decided to do a group fitness instructing course. I did it with um, Les Mills and I started teaching Les Mills Grit, then Les Mills Body Pump. And I eventually did um, MetaFit and there was a Les Mills Sprint as well. And I love them. And being a group fitness instructor as a young person, like I look back and I'm like, I was 18, like this fresh little young person stepping out on stage and people were inspired by me already because of my age and what I was doing and and also the network that they knew was my mum and it was a really cool thing but when I look back I realized that I was so young and so impressionable what was the most important thing of that was that I trusted myself because I had done years of experiencing watching my mum and being around this very group fitness vibe all the time I was obsessed with the aerobics room. I loved it. And I, if I was to step back into a gym with an aerobics class and I wasn't doing personal training, I didn't have the, my business to think about, I would probably definitely, you know, incorporate some form of aerobics into my weekly routine because I loved it. I loved the energy. And some of the instructors at that time, you know, when I was training, there was some really big energies and so much fun. It was so great. And I'm sure there still are some really big, powerful, awesome, encouraging energies that, you know, I really do hope are in this space. So I trusted myself as an 18 year old. I knew what I wanted to do. I went into it. And I just kicked ass. I just kicked ass in my mind. I was like, yep, this is the best. I know what I'm doing. I can do this. I'm in love with it. And I'm pursuing that with all of my heart. And I wasn't saying, I was saying yes to any opportunity to work with Lesmos coaches and trainers and upskill. I just was all in it. And I think that is number one of my biggest struggle when starting my business. You know, I was not trusting myself because 
eventually you get out of school, you go to uni and you become an adult and you have all these freaking questions busted onto you as like, you know, the answer already and you should. And the reality is, is that you don't, you don't know if you're going to like something until you try it. So I had finally started, I finished my degree actually, was hired to work at a council run gym. Awesome place. Really, really enjoyed my time there. And um, again, still young. Um, there was a PT there who was absolutely smashing it. And, you know, when you work at a council run gym or most gyms that hire PTs, they pay PTs a wage um, to run their services there. So they're essentially part of the gym. So you don't get to set your own rate or whatever. And there was one guy and he just used to have like 40 sessions or something a week absolutely smashing it like back to back go 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 people loved him he had the same energy he was in love with it he loved his clients he was caring he was supportive he really you know put everything into it and you could see that he was putting all his heart and all his soul into working with his clients and I was really inspired by that and then between all these phases of you know I was still being group fitness instructor at this stage, but I was, you know, both in transitioning from being group fitness instructor to, I probably should use my degree to, wow, this guy's kicking ass and he loves what he's doing. And that's exactly kind of the vibe that I want to do. And I'm not really loving what I'm doing right now. So, and knowing what I knew then, I was like, PT, run your own business out of a gym. That's too hard. No one's going to want to pay for me. How am I going to do that? How do I even build that? Something like that. And in between that time of I'm at this new council run gym, I'm watching the PT do his thing. My mom's still teaching. I'm still obsessed with group fitness. I'm still doing it myself. I'm still in between in my head. Like, what do I do? I was falling in love with my own training more and more. I wanted to do something more. I decided to compete. And when I competed, I was open to a completely new world of training and a very high level of training. We had a training program. It was a a program for a matter of weeks and it was all nutrition. It was accountability. It was my coach is invested in the process. I had a goal. I was going to be a bikini model on stage I had to work my ass off it was go time and her business shout out to Carla her business was on fire and and is on fire still today so I watched that and I thought fuck I I watched I watched these so many great personalities who were obsessed with what they were doing and they made it work and what I realized was that All these people that I was like witnessing greatness from and that infectious, I want to work with you energy wasn't really doing a whole lot of social media stuff. They posted, my coach at the time, Carla, she was posting stuff. It was just progress pictures. She was just posting progress pictures of her clients. And I thought, okay, great. Like she looks like she's got social proof. I want to work with her. Um, The other guy at the gym, I didn't really see any of his social media stuff, but he was doing a good job there with his clients. My mum had no social media and was drawing 40, 50 people to her classes on a regular basis. And I was just like, well, I need to stop focusing on social media. I need to stop focusing on YouTube. I need to stop focusing on all this external stuff and having the right content, having the right photos. And I just need to do the work. And this comes into point two. 
I was focusing way too much on social media. I was watching a lot of highlight reels. I was like, how do I, how do I get my business to be like that? They've got, you know, what look like lots of followers, lots of engagement. And I thought that was how, you know, you make it big in the fitness industry. And finally, when I bit the bullet, I did a course with Enterprise Fitness and Mark Otobri and his amazing coaches. Um, I realized then and there that my skill set was so much more important than anything on social media. My skill set, my experience, and my knowledge and my ability to apply knowledge. Social media is not everything. And by all means, it's not the place that you need to start to run a business at all. It's definitely a great platform and it's a great tool, but you know, you don't know what's going to happen with the online space. Things change all the time. Things are always changing. And just this week, we found out from one of the Instagram dudes, don't know his title, but it's going around that they've said that Instagram is no longer a photo sharing app. So if you're photo sharing on Instagram and you're, you know, sharing content, it has to change. So unless you've got a lot of followers, a lot of engagement, they're prioritizing video content. So like rapidly, things change all the time. So you can't rely on social media to take you to the next level. Um, you have to rely on your skill set because, and not only that, you need to be a, a great, um, you need to be greatly invested in your business to want to make it grow. So you can sit at your desk and just wait for emails, or you can go out there and network with cafes, network with retail outlets, network with other businesses and support local businesses to help your business. You can offer discount codes. You can offer, you know, buy one, get one free. You can offer, you know, introductory free sessions, consultations, whatever, whatever it is you can offer, you know, here's this free sample when, you know, if someone coming into your business, if you actually have a a store that you are trying to sell something, you know, they buy something, have tried this as well. I don't know. Um, whatever it is, but I think I focused way too much on the social media stuff and I was, and and it kind of links back into trusting myself. I was looking at all these beautiful bodies, these people who, you know, look like they knew what they're doing and I wasn't setting the bar high enough. I needed to focus on my skills. I need to really invest in great coaches. And that's when I decided to do the Wolfpack program, um, that Mark runs and my knowledge, my application, my business just changed. And the way I thought about my business changed a lot. And that was such a confidence boost for me to go, okay, this is what I'm doing and this is what I'm not doing. And there was a lot of things I wasn't doing properly, um, in admin wise and actually structuring my packages and everything that I do. So I decided to, okay, let's move from this, you know, shit thing that I'm doing right now. And let's just really revamp it and make it even better. And it wasn't, it's not to say that my stuff that I started with was shit, but it was the first draft. And so, you know, when you do a first draft of something, it's never amazing. It's not, you know, your final draft. It's not the beautiful, you know, hardcover copy. It's, you know, scrappy, it's messy, it's kind of on the fly, it's not edited, it's not, you know, proofread, it's just, you know, this is what I'm going to test, it's a test and trial run essentially. So, you know, now my processes, my admin, the way I do things is much more fine-tuned and, you know, even the way that I word things to clients is so much more fine-tuned, you know, don't ask a lot of, I don't have a lot of answers for clients anymore, I ask more questions so the client actually finds their own answers. Of course, I give answers when it's necessary, And it doesn't have to be a long worded answer, but I try and get the client to answer their own question themselves because you can't, especially like at my level of coaching in my business, I don't think as humans 
always having answers for someone is appropriate. I think as a human, you must be able to ask other humans better questions so they can kind of find their own answer and let them answer. Let your clients, if you're in a fitness business, let your clients have the answers. Ask better questions for them to answer themselves better. Because if you always give off answers, A, they're your answers. They're your thoughts. They're not their thoughts. And when you ask them questions, you're going to see so much more inside their brain. And that's what we want to do as coaches. We want to be higher order thinking. We want to think better and deeper. And that's essentially, that's on a tangent. What am I talking about? Let's, let's move on. So, so number three, and it was a really early one was listening to people who didn't make it. And those who said it's too much, it's too hard. They are toxic to your growth. I wasted a lot of time listening to people close to me who, you know, said, don't do that. You know, it's not going to work. You can't make money from this. You know, you're going to be scrapping away. It's, you know, too competitive. All these things about the business that I was like, I really want to do this. Like, I really want to change lives in a different way. And I don't want to work in an office desk. I don't want to do that. I knew what I didn't want to do. And I decided to go against that. And I guess that's where, you know, it wasn't a struggle for, it was a struggle for probably about a year or two. I was like kind of battling in my head, like I've done my union degree. I probably should use it, you know, cost me $38,000 to do a four year degree um, on public health. And oh, like, okay, here we are going to do a PT course, you know, disappointment to the family kind of thing. But essentially, you know, now when I look back, it's like, well, I made the freaking best decision ever because I'm in the most amazing space. I've got a great mental health. I've got great mental health, great support. Love what I do. Love, 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 love who I work with. Um, so I'm glad I made that decision. I think four for me would have been that imposter syndrome, you know, especially starting out, you're kind of like, well, who am I to be giving this advice? Who am I to be trying this? Am I really, you know, the best person that these people should be coming to? If you always look at yourself as an inferior person who cannot help someone, then you never will because you're too afraid and too stuck in your head that you're not the right one for them. And it will show your actions, your words, your mannerisms will show that you're not confident, that you're not able, that you don't want to answer that question. You're not sure about that or you'll give an answer that doesn't actually make sense and they will be more confused. So when, you know, if you want to start a business or you're interested in growing yourself, essentially, you need to get out of that comparison mode and comparing yourself to other people and just go, hey, I'm here, I'm showing up, I'm learning, Um you know, I might not have the answer right now for you, but I will get back to you on that and go dig, go network. This is how you build. This is how you learn from your mistakes. This is how you become better. And, and, you know, let's put in a bit of perspective here. If you wing everything, if you don't plan anything, if you don't actually try to be better at your job or the career that you are selecting for yourself, then of course, it's always going to be that first draft chapter one BS that you wrote right? It's not going to be better. So you need to go out there and use that draft one and red pen, yellow highlighter, you know, you know, I love to use the yellow highlighter in my books and texts and stuff. So, you know, go out there and just red pen, use it, mark it, get someone to look at it, have a, get some help from someone who is more effective, has results, 
does the work, shows up, has that experience, go out there and ask better questions and who can help you, who who has done this already, who can make it easier for you to grow because you can learn from other people's mistakes. And that's the best thing about being a human is that you don't need to have to, you don't need to do everything on your own. Lastly, I think just to kind of wrap this up, you know, whenever you start something in general, there's always going to be a bit of resistance from yourself. You're always going to have a bit of trust issues issues with yourself to do something new. So say you want to go do karate, jiu-jitsu, you want to play tennis, you want to go out with your friends on the weekend. It could be as small as going to the shops and picking up, you know, a new pair or set of pajamas I don't know some people do have anxiety that is really intense and they don't want to be out and seen going into a certain store you know I remember being 14 and used to hate walking in Supre because I'm like I don't want people to think that I'm going to Supre but you know we all did anyway (laughs) so we got our cheap clothes um who cares I don't even know know if Supre still exists these days um so and it's a I think it's an Australian label I have no idea anywho the point is, whenever you do something, you're going to have a little bit of trust issues with yourself when it's the first time or you're unsure if it's the right decision. And that Supre example probably wasn't relevant now that I'm thinking about what I just said. But whenever you do something for the first time, you're going to have a bit of resistance and it's okay. You know, if you feel uncomfortable, talk about it, journal about it, voice it to the world. I don't know, go do a dance in your room and go like, okay, shake it off. Um, or you know, ask a friend who has before, go and ask a review, call someone, go and watch the first thing, get into that environment, watch some videos, or you just jump in and do the thing and you try. But the people who do the best always have a team of people helping them. My success isn't just mine. And I've had a team of people around me who have constantly supported me throughout my journey. And those people know who they are. And, you know, They've seen me rough it out really hard. And there's not a lot of people that I can say who have done that for me. But the ones who have and who have mattered really, really know because I've really busted my balls, my lady balls to do this. And it's paying off. It's taking some time as well. That's the other thing that I probably should also add to this conversation is it's going to take time. We're in this self-constant, instant sorry, not self or constant, instant gratification world where everything is just in your face 24-7 and it leads you to question your timeline. You know, am I working hard enough? Am I doing enough? Is this enough for my age? Personally, reflecting on that time where I was looking at people's social media and, you know, in my you know early 20s thinking, I don't, I'm not doing enough. I'm not at that same stage. Why aren't I there? How do I get there faster? What do I need to do? What do I need to look like? And these are not helpful questions for yourself. And you run the risk of actually idolizing materialism rather than actually growing inside yourself and growing to be who you want to be and trying new things. And you run the risk of trying to catch up to people's timelines at their chapter 365, but you're not working on yourself, growing yourself and figuring out what you like, what you don't like. And that's essentially what being a human is. You need to learn what you like and what you don't like because we're also different. There is work required in order to get the success. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, success isn't accidental. So, you know, just keep plugging away. Just keep doing the work. You know, what you're doing, if clients are enjoying the process, if they like your products and services, then it's working. And any negative feedback or feedback that you can use as um, constructive, use it. 
take it and roll with it because it's going to make your business better. It's not a shit thing to get constructive criticism. It's not a shit thing for someone to say, hey, I actually didn't really like this. You know, fine. All right. Awesome. It actually may help your business develop faster. Okay. And this is where learning from mistakes and having issues and just going, okay, like if you can step out of yourself for a second and and look at issues as how can I grow from this rather than and accepting the issue rather than trying to fight the issue and be like, it wasn't my fault. I did everything right. I, the product was perfect. This was perfect. Well, you know, what feedback are you getting? That's actually saying that it's not perfect because nothing is perfect. And it's definitely, there's not one size fits all for everyone. So if you are getting backlash or there's something not gelling with people, you need to work within. You need to know your customer. You need to know your client. You also need to know who you are and what, you know, your business is essentially you. You know, you're, you're it. So what do you, who do you want to attract? Maybe you're attracting the wrong type of customer. Maybe you're not um, gelling with your clients because maybe they they don't understand you. Maybe you're not opening enough. Maybe they don't open enough because they don't trust you. You've got to explore that. There's so many things that you could, you know, explore in terms of business. But uh, at the heart, you know, when you do have backlash, accept it and learn how to grow from it rather than trying to fight it and resist it. That, you know, went a lot longer than I anticipated. And I actually only wrote the four points that I spoke about. Everything else in this podcast and its content has been completely on the fly. So I really hope you enjoyed this. And if you have any questions, you know the drill email me raquelfitpt at gmail.com you can also find me on instagram at raquelfitpt you can dm me there please subscribe to the show on spotify or itunes i think that's pretty much all that i need to end today's episode i really enjoyed it if you have any questions or any topics that you'd like me to cover don't hesitate to message me those either appreciate you all and your listens i will see you back on here very shortly